Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe stepped out of the room because he is so kind during this kindness week. He's picking up my cup of coffee and the stuff we left on the printer. So uh, we appreciate his kindness as we launch into the kindness campaign. So hope you heard our interview today on uh, WKOK Sunrise, although one of our listeners did. And he's a uh, ex- a a, good, a person with good grammar, so we appreciate uh, his help and input. Here's your coffee. Is there anything else? <laughs> no, that'll be it. Thank you. Headlines. Oh, you got the headlines. Good. Okay, that's Joe. He's he's not not the most pleasant uh, person when he's so kind. So much for this be kind stuff. <laughs> it's killing you, isn't it? It is. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, but thank you so much. Listen, You're welcome. We, I want to tell you this. We really appreciate you around here, and... Um, you think I'm buying that? Your knowledge, even... <laughs> Even though you're losing it, even even <laughs> even though you're losing it, you're still smarter than me. So twenty times so. I can't so. be. I went and got your did your errands for you. The things no, you that forgot. Was dumb. Okay, yeah, you wouldn't do that if you were nice. No, if I was, be okay. I am being kind today, and it's killing me. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's part of the slogan. I don't think so. Be kind, even if it kills you. Oh my gosh. That, <laughs> The United Way is going to strip us from their endorsement, I'll tell you. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. He did retrieve the headlines plus the coffee that I left in the lunchroom, so it's uh, all good. We'll launch into the show. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com or text us at 70236. If you are a Text Connect member, just reply to a previous message or start up a new text at 70236. I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, Text Connect as the show progresses. I do wish to tell you quite a bit about uh, the Sunbury Motor Company. They are our sponsor and uh, they are a family owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummelsdorf. Find out lots more about them at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections, nitrogen for tires. Uh, they're open Monday through Friday at the Quick Lane, uh, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com, so you can uh, check out online specials uh, for uh, various uh, services there. Click on a coupon for the works. Fuel saver package, and then they'll go over your vehicle in a meticulous manner and make sure that uh, it is in perfect running order. They also sell tons of perfect used vehicles and brand new Fords, Hyundais, Kias, and Lincolns at the Sunbury Motor Company. So they would just love to do business with you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Please uh, do as many people do. Start out the visit by going to sunburymotors.com. 
So, did you watch the Oscars? No. Oh, well. Did I miss I, anything? Well, last night, Parasite won as the outstanding motion picture, and this morning, our friend E.B. never loses an opportunity to blame conservatives for all the world's ills. Well, yeah, you guys are responsible. He says, last night, Parasite won big at the Oscars. This morning, I look online and see a lot of conservatives complaining because the best picture winner isn't in English. Gee, I saw a lot of liberals complaining about that. I wonder what website he's looking at. Is there anything conservatives aren't hateful, uh, little snowflakes about, anything at all? I guess they would have preferred to see the Joker win, since that movie is about how we should all feel sorry for angry white people. A Trumpian movie, if ever there was one. Wow. <laughs> I, I still say E.B. is in need of some help. <laughs> Actually, I'm a conservative. I saw Parasite. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Okay. And it was, I, I guess it's hard when you're not used to reading subtitles. It's hard to get into it at first. Mm -hmm. But by the end of five minutes, I was so engrossed in the story, I forgot I was even reading what was happening on the screen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, your eye and your uh, mind adapt very quickly to the fact that you're following the action and then reading the dialogue at the same time. But it was unlike any movie I've ever seen. I thought it was going to be a horror movie, you know, with the term mm -hmm. parasite. I expected some monster sucking the blood out of people. Okay. But it's a different kind of parasite, human parasites. And it's a fascinating story, extremely well done. Uh, should it have won the Best Picture Oscar? Well, it was a great movie, but I would have gone with 1917 personally. But this yeah, but you're a history nut. Yeah, I'm a history nut. But this was an outstanding movie. It really was. Okay. And, and the director, uh, the guy who wrote it and directed it and produced it, uh, deserved to win. Well, I don't watch movies with subtitles very often, but I don't mind them. But I watch movies with closed captions on all the time. Do you? Well, oh, because, that's the same thing then. Yeah, my hearing shot. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm used to following <laughs> along with uh, subtitles. So I really appreciate that. But. Uh, yeah, well, good for them. Well, it's worth seeing. I don't know if but, it's playing around here. But do you see, so people are complaining that it's a foreign film, so it should be an American well, film? Well, that's what EB says. I haven't seen anybody complain about it. Nobody I know who saw the movie complained about the, the language it mm -hmm. was in. You know, I can see some people just as a matter, and I don't think it's, a, conservatives have no lock on wanting to hear things in English. Most people do. Suppose we put our street signs up in Korean. I think most people around oh, here but you saying, guys say everybody should speak English In all this the time. country, yes. Well, people. That's know. our official language. Not officially, but officially. Gotcha. Okay. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We start out talking about the Oscars, but this day is 100% open. Uh, the kindness campaign is underway, so please maybe keep that in mind before you sharply criticize me. Uh, forget that. Uh, yeah. Well, what one of our listeners sent a note that said, uh, for the superlative students, Mark called the superlative students uh, today, but one of them just said, Josh and me. <laughs> Which is not superlative. Uh, right. No, that's uh, And I think E.B. Needs, e. needs one of those be kind buttons because he certainly has trouble with that issue. Now, who would be most irritated at hearing reflexive pronouns that are wrong? Well, I would. The late Lois had. <laughs> yes, Lois would she, too. If she, she probably sent that email from heaven. So we appreciate all her. She used to keep our grammar in order. All right. So we got to know. Th thank you for that, sir. We'll pass that along to those students so that they uh, can uh, get their reflexes. Pass it along to their English teachers. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, their advisor was here. Okay. We'll send it to her. All right. 1-800-795-9565. It is an open day. We can talk about absolutely positively anything you want to as long as it isn't impeachment. Uh, Than, you are on the mark. Good morning. I'm sorry to change the subject. It hadn't occurred to me that you people who like to live in fantasy worlds of the movies were all into an award show last night. I will 
very quickly make my point and let you get back to your fun. Uh, by the way, it is a great day to be kind. I have no idea why we pick only one day. It would be wonderful if we picked every day to be kind, but I realize that after hearing what uh, evangelicals and Republicans care for, I'm not sure they're capable of being kind. I am scum. That is what the president told me, and you're going to tell me I should give him another chance. And I will say, nah, he called me scum. I, he put me in a position where I understand where he stands. An inefficient, incompetent bully. Now, go back to your movies. No, wait a second. The, pre- the president personally called you and said you were scum? Called Tan up? No. Called no, you up, did so. he? <laughs> oh, no, no. But he said anybody who was along with Pelosi and the people who wanted the impeachment were scum. You heard him say that. You excuse him. I do not. He called me scum, and I am uh, going to say that's not the president that I would have voted for, would not have voted for, or deserve in the United States of America. Okay. Jeez, I'd rather be scum in that category than <laughs> than to be with the president under those circumstances. Oh, wow. Absolutely. I I proudly wear, I think I'm going to get a bumper sticker that says, I am scum, because I believe scum will inherit the earth, finally. Well, what about we deplorables? What about us? I was against that, too, Joe, and (laughs) you always turn it around thinking that all of us like to call folks from the west end of Union County deplorables. I don't. I think they're great people who have different ideas than I do. They're not scum. We're not deplorables, nor vice versa. Well, I mean, that is, if that's the American way, we're going to have to vote this ignorant man out of office in November for sure. But you're, you're, a lot of people like the fact that he speaks that way. Harry Truman was a frank speaker, and uh, I think his wife said it took years before he could start labeling um, bull excrement something different. What? Uh, I, I missed that whole thing. And Harry Truman's what? wife said it took her years before she could get him to stop referring oh. to excrement as a four-letter oh, yes. word. Yes, yes, I'm aware of that. Uh, somehow you changed the subject. No, I'm, from I'm the saying fact the president of the United States called people in the legislature and the people who uh, who voted for them scum and hmm. lots of other bad things too. He's he's turned a prayer breakfast into a scrum, which I can't believe he did. I I mean, even that was beyond the pale. If you listen to his speech during the prayer breakfast or his stage show that he put on for the State of the Union, what in the world are we coming to? Well, he did the, the prayer breakfast, and in fact, he did, as Joe Scarborough said, mock the words of Jesus Christ, which I think he did to a certain extent, when he disagreed with the, um, the speaker who said that we all need to be uh, a little kinder <laughs> and forgiving and love our neighbor and l- pray you're, for our enemy. You're cutting out. You're cu- you're- Mike no. is cutting out. No, or, it's or, you. Or it's your phone. phone. It's your phone, Dan. Well, oh, I agree with okay. you. I think what he did at the prayer breakfast was uh, was terrible. I, I wouldn't have done it. But you know, this is the guy the people of the United States elected, and if they they want to get rid of him, they've got a perfect opportunity coming up in nine months. 
I'm not sure they're going to be able to get rid of him. I kind of go along with the people who think that maybe he's going to call the next election, no matter how it turns out, completely flawed. flawed. And since he's got the, what is it, the military, the police, and the bikers on his side, he will be there for a long time. Well, I don't share your pessimism in that, but we'll see. Okay, well, scum out. See you later. Okay, right, Scum. So much. Take care. Appreciate that. Uh, Tom, thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. It's open yeah, phones Monday. Yeah, I wanted Monday. to call and talk about these uh, Financial Friday shows you guys have. Every week it's the same. I mean, you could listen to the show from a year ago, and it sounds the same every week or every month. There's, there's this thing about the minimum wage where they keep saying... Well, we can't we can't uh, raise the minimum wage because it's going to hurt all these small businesses that can't afford to pay it, and the the, the wages are up three uh, percent, and then they have this other thing where where uh, there's only a certain percentage of the people making seven twenty five, and none of it's true. You know how much the minimum wage is in New Jersey? Eleven dollars an hour. That's right. It's eleven in New Jersey. It's eleven eighty in New York. It's eleven dollars in Maryland, and it's the lowest one, which is which is uh, Ohio. It's eight seventy, which is a dollar forty-five more than it is in Pennsylvania. So I don't know how these other states are doing it. I don't know how these other places there their people didn't go out of business but that's what you guys keep portraying with this bob garrett and all these guests you have that have all these excuses well, well tom they're just why you can't do it when everybody else did it well see tom and now that, you this, tom you have helped this, create the perfect show hold on a second you have helped create the perfect show what they did on friday is they placed their opinions on the radio and what you waited until monday you could have called friday but in any event you well didn't. no you want questions you don't want criticism either way we'll, t we'll take anything so but the bottom line is you've you've completed the circle the show on the mark is now perfect it was you disagreed with the viewpoints on friday which the chamber really doesn't have a viewpoint although the pennsylvania chamber was they called in but in any event uh but now the circle the kumatata kumatata has happened <laughs> the circle of life well, is complete that one up. we've got all the, <laughs> the world is is good now because uh you've disproven their uh, you know their suppositions about minimum wage with facts that show that it, you know it would be the other way and the minimum wage is a funny thing you know economists on both sides of that coin say it would be a fabulous thing for the economy to make it you know like fifteen dollars an hour and it would really raise up uh, the lower middle class and then uh, other ones like uh, professor Rosu will call in and say no it, what it does is it pushes able-bodied uh, you know managers who who are otherwise, you know, making a satisfactory wage out of their jobs. And it also hurts people with very low skill levels. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what, what the answer is. A viewpoint plus some others in support of a minimum wage, I think, would be the ideal solution for the show. Plus, do you want to listen Wait. to Ben for 30 minutes uninterrupted, or do you want a couple other guests on Friday morning? Do you, do you, do, do you want to know what, what else Ohio does? What these guys that are supposed to be so smart don't know or can't figure out 
in Ohio, if you have a business and you make less than $299,000 a year gross, you're allowed to pay the federal minimum wage of seven and a quarter. Okay. That's what they do in Ohio. Well, you're allowed to pay the minimum wage anywhere. If you want your yeah, people to stay have, for one week. Their minimum wage is eight seventy. I got you. Okay, so they have a higher one. Oh, I so see what you're they, saying. If, if their business was making less than three hundred two ninety nine thousand a year, they could pay the minimum wage of a federal minimum wage of seven and a quarter. But Pennsylvania can't even think of something like that. Or these people that are on your show. Mm-hmm. Well, what about and another going- thing? They keep coming up with this dumb statistic. Well, there's only a certain percentage of people that are making seven and a quarter. Well, so what? If you're making seven dollars and thirty cents, you're not making seven and a quarter. So it's a it's a worthless statistic. But what relationship, Tom, should your ability have to the what you get paid? Joe, 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 don't start on that. <laughs> That's important. Why other, would I pay what, you for? The, the other states don't don't come up with excuses like that. Why would I pay the you other, for work you can't do? The other states raised their minimum wage to eleven dollars, eleven dollars, eleven eighty. And eight seventy. They don't make up excuses like you're trying to come up with. But what does that relationship? What should it be? In other words, you're saying everybody should get paid a lavish salary, whether they bring anything to the table or not. That's why what you're saying. You ask, why don't you ask these other people in the other states that all raised theirs that question? Oh, I'm not asking instead them. Asking, I'm asking you. Asking me. Well, you're the ask one who's them. called in that says that they're right and we're wrong. I'm just asking you to you explain are. it. They well, are. No, they're not. I think there's a good oh, argument to be made on both sides. You're agreeing that it should be seven and a quarter. No, I'm saying that the marketplace should determine, and your skill level should determine what you get paid. If I have a well, set of skills, let me just well, finish this. Tom, they should be paid more over let there. Me, let me just finish this. Suppose I go out and I get some training, and I, I'm really good at something. Uh, there was a TV commercial a few years ago with a guy working for Domino's who could fold pizza boxes at an, incomp- an incomparable rate. So should he? We can't have free health care or Medicare for all or some type of health care like that because it would cost $34 trillion. Well, that's a bunch of bull. How did they do it in 40-some other countries? And theirs is half as much as ours. How? How did they do it if we can't do it? They have fewer people. Well, so what? (laughs) I'm just asking you. That means they have less people paying in, too. All right, but here's the problem with that that some of these countries, whether you like it or not, you do have to wait an extended period of time to see a specialist or to get the care well, the you need. Who, well, the people that don't have any insurance have to wait even longer than that because they can't go at all. That's not true. If you show up at an emergency room and you're sick, they're obligated to care yeah. for you. Yeah, they'll, t- they'll take you. They'll t- do what they can for you to patch you up and send you out the door, and then, and then you're, <laughs> you're going to die because you got something that they can't treat. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Okay. Excellent Thanks viewpoint. For calling, Appreciate Tom. the call. we got to right. take a Always quickie break. Always fun debating you, sir. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners sends us a text. Uh, Tathan says the FBI was the target of the scum remark, and so were Democratic leaders in Washington, but never political opponents and rank-and-file Democrats. It was the political foes against him in Washington and the FBI who were scum, or the leaders of the FBI. And one of our other texters says, wow, I think the president was speaking about the people who he felt had lied about him to end his presidency, unlike people who specifically called the people who voted for Trump deplorables. 
Right, yes. So the president was talking about the political leaders in Washington who were opposed to him and the leaders of the FBI who were investigating. All right, we'll take a quickie break. Uh, We are enjoying open phones. We have talked about uh, Oscars, scum, minimum wage, (laughs) and we're soon going to answer the question, how do they do that? When we return. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Cindy, thanks for helping us enjoy open phones. Open phones. Good morning, gentlemen. First, I'd like to say something nice about you guys. I, I appreciate the show, and I appreciate both of you and Rob. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank so you. having met my kindness obligation for today. <laughs> it's like a burden. Now go ahead and off. rip us Check a new one. <laughs> I would like, and this is a kindness as well, I would like to explain how do countries, other countries, keep the cost of health care under control, and we don't. Because, and the reason is because the government owns the system of health care, owns it. Like we own, the government here owns the military. The government here owns the public schools. Now, do we see any cost-saving efforts in this country when it comes to the salaries of federal employees and the cost of government? I don't. I, I, you know, I challenge my, ad, my good advocates for wanting the government to take over health care where they think they're going to save all this money. Now, I know some of them say, well, then the health insurance companies won't be in there and we can fire all those people which i looked into this is about half a million people in this country would lose their jobs if we eliminated the health insurance industry half a million and i'm telling you they're not making the federal average salary which is now well over seventy five thousand dollars a year far above what the average american makes which is about fifty eight fifty nine so we are very generous to our federal employees, and I see no reason to believe that if the government took over health care, they would go in there and cut all the salaries of all the people. Go in and tell the nurses, half the money you make, your, your salary is going to be cut in half. Tell the doctors, your salary is going to be cut in half or two-thirds, frankly, based on what some of these doctors make. The other thing they do is that they control the price of drugs. So how can they do that? How can they control the price of drugs and we can't? Well, the scheme has been, and, it, and this includes under President Obama, who refused to address the problem when he did Obamacare, they um, allow the, us, the American people, to bear the vast burden of development uh, and research. We pay these high prices, which funds the development and research of these drugs. And then the real cost of production 
which, by the way, 80% of our drugs are manufactured overseas, that real cost of production, that goes to the other countries. But we bear all the rest of the burden. And this has been openly discussed. You can look on NPR, National Public Radio. They had a show all about it. The American people pay the price of that. So if the government took this over, and I, and I understand California is moving in that direction, this would be an interesting experiment. What's going to happen then? Now, is there any service or good that you get from the government that costs less than it did three years ago? I mean, not from my experience. And even if they don't produce it, they tax the daylights out of it. So I think people should be more informed before they make uh, these kinds of arguments. To be continued. Thank Good you point, so Andy. much. Thanks. Thanks a lot. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to have to get into health care with these different presidential candidates and President Trump's health care plan. Oh, wait, there There isn't one. All right. Well, anyway, we'll talk about other people's. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. More open phones coming up. Good morning. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Joe McGranahan is first and I am last. And that's what he was pointing out when I turned the microphones on. So we appreciate that. Don't Joe ask McGranahan. me a question and then turn on the mics while I'm answering. <laughs> Joe McGranahan <laughs> is a superlative co-host. Papa's his favorite title at the dinner table. He's a Hall of Fame broadcaster and mayor of Shemokin Dam and is a very modern in his politics when he's doing his CSVT work and uh, Shemokin damming. But when he's here, he is a, a conservative uh, with beans in his ears. And that's a great role for him to play here. So we very much appreciate that. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. There's just no other way to measure it with, than with that superlativity. So we appreciate that. And he understands reflexive pronouns perfectly. So uh, he and I have gotten along fabulously for years. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us now at 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. This is our post-impeachment programming that is now underway. Earlier today, we talked for a little bit about the Oscars, so we got Joe got that out of his system. He was all uh, up in arms because somebody criticized the Parasite winning Best Picture, even though it's a foreign film. And uh, so he was here to say that. It's Democrats who are actually causing all the problems in Hollywood. I didn't say that. I I think you said Democratic websites. No, I said I found some liberals who were upset that the voice uh, that the uh, movie wasn't in English. I had no problem with it being in Korean. I wouldn't expect the Koreans to make a movie in English, as I would not expect the Americans (laughs) to make one in Korean. And let's see, we've talked about the U.S. health care system. We have uh, talked about President Trump referring to some individuals as scum. And then we heard from one of those individuals today. So although not the specific ones that the president uh, meant, apparently, but uh, we don't have the exact transcripts of the prayer breakfast or uh, President Trump's rambling diatribe last Thursday. Uh, we also heard one of our listeners talked about minimum wage, uh, saying that the individuals who were on the show Friday are not telling the full truth if they say that the minimum wage increase would hurt business. The bottom line is it would help 
uh, people. That's what he said. So we appreciate his viewpoint. So we've launched into open phones. Uh, we have a couple of emails. One has the word kindness in the subject. I'll bet it isn't, but that's <laughs> that's the subject of it. So please join the show now, 1-800-795-9565. Two or three or four brief news stories, please. State police from Stonington say they've arrested a person for possession of brass knuckles. That is a prohibited weapon in Pennsylvania. Troopers tell us last Tuesday afternoon they charged Andre White of Cold Township and Brandy Sturts of Baltimore with scattering rubbish at a location in East Cameron Township. And then upon searching, the individuals found one of them was in possession of brass knuckles. So additional charges will be pending there. Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way is kicking off their kindness campaign from February to well, today through Friday. Seth Joseph, Director of Development and Marketing at the United Way, was a guest on WKOK Sunrise talking about the reasons behind the kindness campaign. Just encouraging people to be kind. Not only does it help the community to spread positivity, but it also improves your own physical health, lowering blood pressure, increasing serotonin levels, you know, all that sort of stuff. It ties in together, too. <laughs> all that other medical stuff. Uh, Joanne Troutman, President and CEO of the United Way, expanded on the health benefits of spreading kindness to others. Some people readily admit I do it because it makes me feel good. The reason it makes you feel good is because it increases the oxytocin in your body, the good hormones that create positive reactions in your body. You know, you want to increase your oxytocin, your serotonin, those things that prevent you from being depressed, those things that protect your vascular and your heart system and your blood pressure. So those are all really positive and important things. Each day, whoops. your oxytocin must be out of control over there. <laughs> yes, some days. Uh, each day, that sounds like a female hormone, doesn't it? I never heard of it, so I guess Oxy- I'm. That's oxytocin. probably why I'm short on it. What is the uh, hormone that they give women to induce labor? I think that's it. No, that's pitocin. Never mind. Oh, okay. I'm getting my hormones mixed up here. <laughs> anyway, uh, each back to the kindness campaign. Each day during the week, the United Way will encourage an act of kindness. So specifically today, it is compliment or appreciate someone. See now, Kevin Herr, our manager here, he uh, was yelling at me earlier today, but then he followed up with a text. He says, uh, I did an editorial comment at the end of one of our stories earlier, and he said, see, the end of that story was good. There's my kindness for for the day. Kevin yelled? Oh, yeah. I never heard Kevin yell. Well, uh, figuratively speaking, not literally. Oh, okay. I mean, he's yelling in terms of corrective language to help me. Sometimes people take criticism as high volume when it's delivered in very dulcet tones. You want me to read it to you? (laughs) No, that's all right. (laughs) All right, I'm going to do it. Lawrence, what the H-E blank double toothpicks is wrong with you? Please, (laughs) please, please stop doing what you're doing and do what I've asked you to do. All right. Well, okay. I'd say he took you to the woodshed okay, and spanked your you. fanny. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So compliment or appreciate somebody. And if there's one thing I appreciate, it is Joe McGranahan. So I, I'm very glad that he is here. Tomorrow we're going to clean up something that isn't yours. I'm concerned about that one. I'm going to go in someone else's clean up house something and isn't clean mine. it up. I'm, I'm, That's an act of kindness? I think what they mean is That like, could get you shot in some cities. Well, and I was going to clean up the sink here at WKOK, okay, but somebody did it over the weekend, oh, so okay. I don't have to do that. Well, there were a couple dishes. So they're already ahead of you. Right. Uh, Say hello to someone new is Wednesday. Be positive or or post a positive message on social media and wear a be kind item of clothing or red clothing on Friday. So we have that list. What's a be kind article of clothing? 
Oh, a shirt that says be kind. <laughs> yes, or you take one of the buttons. You could wear the button. It's that's not an article of clothing. That's a button. <laughs> I don't. Well, you're all right over there. Oh, I, I do appreciate your call. Me. <laughs> well, I told you what to do about it. Oh, that's true. Whiskey and honey. <laughs> no, that's not what you said. <laughs> uh, that might. That'll uh, work. That'll work. All right. Uh, who was it that says we embrace our uh, guns and religion? Uh, that was Barack Obama. Right. Well, held on to their Bibles and their. Guns. Right. Officials, uh, well, this actually happened in Lancaster County. Officials say an accidental discharge at a, of a gun at a Pennsylvania church Sunday morning injured two people. Happened in Lancaster County. A firearm was accidentally discharged inside the security office of the worship center in Upper Laycock Township, Lancaster County, around 10 a.m. Sunday. One of the injured was taken to the hospital, treated, released. Uh, a dispatch report said that the man was conscious as he was taken away. Uh, Dustin Lee, the director of digital ministry, said the church security officers are armed. So apparently... Uh, Good for them. Unfortunate have, accident. But you have I'm to be careful. Right? Glad they're prepared. With the guns. All right. And finally, the head of CBS News says threats against news anchor Gail King are reprehensible. CBS News President Susan Zorinsky's comment Saturday was evidence of a growing backlash against rapper Snoop Dogg and others who have criticized King following an interview this week that touched off, well, it was last week, that touched off sexual abuse charges against, or that touched on sexual abuse charges against the late Kobe Bryant. Apparently she did an interview with uh, uh, Kobe's widow, I guess, or somebody else, and then uh, raised the fact that, you know, not only was he a great man, but uh, he had, had been accused of having a sexual assault and then uh, just an affair, was, well, I guess, what it boiled down to at some point. So, of course, uh, Gail King asked about that and was widely criticized. Snoop Dogg told King to back off following her interview with the WNBA star Lisa Leslie on Bryant's Legacy Show. Snoop Dogg said Saturday he meant King no harm and did not threaten her. He just spoke from the heart. So, uh, Well, maybe we should send Snoop Dogg a be kind button. Right. Well, or and, the and CBS be, News reporter. And, and as you, you know, as you're doing the Kobe Bryant legacy, do you have to bring up the sexual assault, or is that uh, such a critical part of his legacy you can't overlook it? I mean, well, I think reporters have to friend ask of, that. A friend of mine was a former editor of the local newspaper, and he used to say that, you know, if you don't bring up all relevant information about someone in a story, you're not doing your job. So I would say it would be relevant if he were charged formally and there was some sort of a legal proceeding. But innuendo? No, I don't think you bring up innuendo. I think he was charged. Was he? Uh, well, I know it was at least a civil proceeding, and it was going to go to trial, but did not. Well, then I think that's fair game, you know, to at least mention it. There was a lot of hyperbole about how great he was, what a wonderful person he was, and he certainly has done many great things in his life. Uh, I don't really see the need to drag up maybe the one misdeed he ever did, but if it's fair game... Mm -hmm. In the news business, as you well know, right? It's all in the. It's all documented. It's, you know, she certainly didn't make as long it as up. It, yeah, as long as they didn't make it up or embellish it in any way, or just reporting the straight facts, as Sergeant Joe Friday used to say, and I bet you don't remember him. Dragnet, oh, of course, from Dragnet. The sure, facts, ma'am. The, black and white show, the just... facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Well, also in the 1970s, it was in color, and they did it. Uh, came back with the oh, Dragnet then. I missed that. And we have some emailers and some. What was their squad? Their squad number? Or didn't they have a number? Well, uh, as the program started out called being called Badge Seven, or Badge Se Yeah, Badge Seven, I think it was. But then it became Dragnet. 
Oh. It really had nothing to do with dragnets. The right, police I term agree. dragnets. It was just a, but they, there it was, was a, cop a detective show. Procedural. show. Yeah, procedural. Detective, okay. They worked different divisions. They never worked the same place twice. One time they were working homicide out of some place and then uh, robbery and bunco out of another place. Bunco. <laughs> bunco. I always like that. <laughs> That's a good What do you, I'm a bunco artist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one of our emailers says to Tom, how many people in the area actually get paid the minimum wage? McDonald's, Starbucks, Aldi's all pay more than the minimum wage. Why is that, Tom? And another text says, Tom thinks because someone walks through a door at a business looking for a job that the company owes him a job at $15 an hour, no matter what their education or skill. Tom is just a communist in disguise. And Tom seems to have sparked some debate here. <laughs> He's attracted here. a lot of attention here. <laughs> says, Tom can't have, whoops, I lost it. Tom can't have open borders and Medicare for all the system, for all the system wouldn't last very long, okay? And then, so Snoop Dogg makes veiled threats against a news reporter, and the media has a meltdown. But he makes threats against Trump, and we have crickets from the media. Why is that? <laughs> Did he threaten the president? I don't know. I'm sure I the Secret Service would have something to say about that. I would that. think they would not, not let that go. You're not supposed to. And then E.B. chimes back in again. He says, I'm sure the kindness campaign won't go over well with Trump supporters. They worship a man who calls women pigs, makes up nasty names for people he disagrees with, and famously made fun of a handicapped reporter. Porter, among other things. Being kind goes directly against making America great again. So I assume they won't be participating in this important campaign. <laughs> well, the First Lady will. Oh, okay. And then uh, I don't know what that one's in relation to. Uh, sorry to say, I couldn't find anything. Uh, oh, uppity. Yeah, somebody said uh, President well, when we were talking about Obama used We the were talking about Rush uppity. Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh on Friday, didn't he use the word uppity? Yes, related to blacks. blacks well, right. I, I think just the Obamas. I don't know that he said it about all blacks. And then Dick says the president was referring to never Trumpers as human scum, and that wonder and that would it could include many of our citizens, voters who are not political office holders, just normal everyday tax paying we the people. Well, the president calling anybody scum, you as you would say, is not ideal. Oh, yeah. Well said. Thank you. All right. Uh, we got Mike on the line. Thank you for calling in about minimum wage. Glad to hear from you, sir. Uh, we appreciate you calling. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to make a comment in reference to one of your previous callers saying that Pennsylvania should raise the minimum wage. He cited uh, Ohio, no, it was, uh, New York, New Jersey, and Maryland uh, having uh, much higher minimum wages than us, and that was his grounds for that we should do it. Well, I'd just like to make a couple statements about that. Number one, it's my belief, and I don't know that this is exactly factual, but I mean, many of you people in your audience that uh, raise college-educated kids might attest to this, but I think Pennsylvania's biggest export is college-educated children. We uh, pay to send them through our state schools and universities, and then they end up uh, heading south or wherever to find a good job. And then as far as the minimum wage is concerned, one of the things that's making Pennsylvania somewhat stabilized in population. If you look at the uh, demographics, you'll see that there's an influx of people crossing the New York border, the New Jersey border, and the Pennsylvania border into those particular areas uh, next to, to Pennsylvania to flee the high tax states in, in, in those states. So uh, it's, it's a very complicated thing rather than just saying other states are paying more, Pennsylvania should pay more. You know, there's, there's a thing called uh, supply and demand, you know, what labor 
uh, how much labor there is and, and how much people need to pay to get people to work. And right now, I, I know that in my area, there's a lot of places that have help wanted signs. And I'm not talking about, you know, Burger King and places like that. I'm talking about the factories that we do have up here in Bloomsburg are looking for, you know, people that can do the work and pass the drug test. So, you know, I, to, to say that raising the minimum wage is the answer, I think that can cause as many problems as it uh, solves. Well, I agree with you. It, it, it puts inflationary pressure on the economy, which is something to be concerned about. But I still think when you the marketplace best determines what somebody should be paid, the level of skill they bring to the job. Should there be a minimum wage? Yes, there should be some some low level. Uh, I don't you know for for people who don't bring a lot to the table, there should be some minimum standard that we require. We don't want to go back to the days where we paid kids fifteen cents an hour to sit in a coal breaker sorting coal. You know, we don't want to go back to that. Those were the good old days, you said earlier. I did not ever say anything like that. (laughs) You know, so we have to have laws to protect workers from from unscrupulous employers. But, you know, still, in the end, what you bring to the table should determine what you get paid. Right. And and in my mind, everybody has to have their first job, okay? And and, and my first job was uh, pumping gas, okay? And I got minimum wage to pump gas, but I learned what you learned. I was working for a guy who had to have a business to be successful for me to have a job. And the better I did for him, the more he appreciated me and, and the more he paid me to stay there and continue to work. So, yeah, I agree with you completely, Joe, on that. Yeah, that's – well, but, you know, I can understand people saying it's been a lot of years since Pennsylvania raised the minimum wage. And I always thought it should be pegged to something, you know, like senior citizens' benefits are pegged to increase in inflation. You know, so if inflation goes up, the amount of money people who are on Social Security get goes up. I'd have no problem with indexing the minimum wage to something like that. So, but that's a, that's a good point. I, I like that idea. And if I could uh, move on to my feelings about the 2020 election. Real sure. Quick. Go ahead. Okay. I, I think that the, you know Joe Biden is just about finished. I don't think there's any way that the United <laughs> States would elect. Keith judge and they're not, and the, and the people that are controlling things aren't going to let him. Elizabeth Warren is essentially done, so I'm not sure who's left standing. Amy Klobuchar, uh, I don't think it's going to be her either. So I think that we're going to see something like with the Democrat Party, like we saw with the Republicans. It's going to be a guy that comes in from the outside, and that's Mike Bloomberg. And what he's going to bring to the table, like you say, what he's going to bring to the table is going to be money. And where's that money going to go? That money's going to go to places that want to get control their state representatives. In other words, in each state, the representatives are the ones that control the redistricting. And that's the goal right now, in my mind. The Democrats think that they're going to control Congress forever by redistricting all these states. Now, in Pennsylvania, the Democrats couldn't do it because they didn't have the power, but they had the judges. And there's been a couple other stages where they had liberal judges that just rewrote things the way they wanted them. But my feeling is, or, or they made them fair all of a sudden, one or the other. Well, you you can say making it fair, but who's to say what fair is? I mean, the the reality of the situation is that the way the rules were, you you win, you get to control the redistricting. So, do we want to say what you're saying? We needed judges to make it fair, Mark. Do we need judges to appoint presidents? Then is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying, when it came to reapportionment of the legislative districts, uh, uh, the Democrats for decades have been gerrymandering it, so it favors Democrats. The Republicans happen to be the power in party, well, it would be eight years ago now, and so they uh, gerrymandered it in favor of Republicans, and a judge, judge I think it was just uh, one judge, or was it the whole Supreme, superior, Pennsylvania Supreme, Supreme Court. Court, said uh, enough's enough, but they are controlled by Democrats, but they came up with districts that they could... <laughs> sort of factual, well, empirically or opinionatedly show as that were fair. Well, they are defendable. Thank you. Well said. Well said. So they were a lot closer to fair. They may have favored Democrats, but uh, they were close to ideal. Thank you. Jeez, Joe. Joe's like so articulate today. This is crazy. No, I'm just repeating you on something. I, I, know, I know. I know. But anyway, uh, I mean, Mike, go ahead and wrap up. Go right ahead. We've got to take a quickie break, but go ahead. Right. I mean, if, if you use that logic, the next thing we're going to say is Iowa should not have two senators because they only have the population of basically the Pittsburgh and the surrounding area. You know, because is it fair that Iowa has two senators and Pennsylvania has two senators and, and such a large population discrepancy? So when you come down to making, try to make it everything fair, you end up uh, making a lot of bad legislation. That's my opinion. I think uh, Alexander Hamilton would say the Constitution's perfect with two senators and as many appropriate representatives as Iowa needs. So it's all good. But the way they divided the labor up between the House and the Senate, uh, the House gets the financial end and it gets things like deciding whether somebody gets impeached. It is genius. It is. 1-800-795-9565. We'd love your opinion about this. One of our listeners uh, says EB is a lying dog face pony soldier. And we're going to tell you in a moment, who else uses that famous phrase? <laughs> One eight, and it's not President Trump. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. So Joe Biden has been mystifying audiences with his bizarre comments for some time. Presidential contender Joe Biden jokingly called a female college student in New Hampshire a lying dog-faced pony soldier during a campaign event on Sunday, just two months after he unloaded on an Iowa voter whom he called a damn liar, and days after he dryly instructed a climate activist to go vote for someone else. The campaign trail head-scratchers came as Biden, 77, had gone on the offensive following his disappointing fourth-place finish in last week's disastrous Iowa caucuses, well behind rivals Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. The student, Madison of Mercer University in Georgia, began by asking Biden how he could remain 
remain competitive in the race after that performance? It's a good question, Biden responded. Number one, Iowa's a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were. <laughs> what does but that mean? I don't know. But now you've got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a little bit confusing in Iowa. Almost as confusing as calling somebody a lying dog-faced mm-hmm. pony soldier. Well, then one of our listeners <laughs> said EB is a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> so, and apparently the Democrats are not immune to name-calling either. What I mean, Biden's flipping out. I think he just can't. He, he well, thought he was it. people were going to roll over and make him the presumptive nominee. Well, I think if he had run four years ago, he would have. Or he would have had a better chance. All right, but uh, yeah, not now. And uh, he's a gaffe machine, and um, although he did super well in the debate on Friday night, did I, th- I, oh, I, I thought he was it. super sharp. So I, I call comparatively you, speaking, but he came out fighting because he knew he's fighting for his life. If I'm going to call you a name, which do you think is worse? If I say Mark Lawrence, you're scum, or I say Mark Lawrence, you're a dog-faced lying pony soldier. <laughs> Well, Scum's we, only one word. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, well, you can you, you got to be able to come up with a dog-faced acronym, a uh, difficorum. Just call me a difficorum. It's much faster. Dog difficorum. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're tripping over your tongue. Well, I'm trying to think what dog-faced pony difficumps. I don't think there's an acronym for no, it. No, it's probably easier to just say it out. But I mean, st- seriously, why would you why would you do that? I mean, I think he's losing. Well, may, well, it's humor, first of all. He was joking, so whatever the joke is, maybe they get it. Oh, so maybe President Trump was lying when he or joking when he called somebody a scum. No, he was talking about the top leaders of the FBI who investigated but that's, that's him. That's that's a definite lie. And the right? top leaders of the U.S. House, and then uh, some other listeners sent us a note about what they thought that the scum reference to was that was referring to never Trumpers as human scum, and that would or could include many of our citizens, says this person. So Than would be included in this if it's just people who are never Trumpers. I mean, I would be in that category. So would you. Well, would you? No, I'm not a never Trumper. I'm a, I wish it was Trump, but I wish he would behave himself. Okay. I'm, you're a, wish, a, you're a, I'm a behavior self. You're a, a, a dreamy Trumper that you dream about a Trump who has the kind of policies you agree Actually, with. Actually, like a lot of Republicans, I thought maybe he would have learned his lesson from the uh, from the impeachment and would have risen above it and astounded me and everyone else by being uh, magnanimous in his victory. Yeah, but could you imagine how he could pull this country together if he worked with everybody rather than name-calling? If calling? he came back, right, and, and said, but, you know, then they, the Democrats, you know, E.B. calls the conservative snowflakes. Somebody made a video on TV of uh, juxtaposing President Trump's remarks about uh, the people that he invited to the State of the Union message, the Tuskegee Airmen, mm-hmm. and then they showed Nancy Pelosi ripping the speech up, and then talking oh. about the young girl getting a, a, a scholarship, and Nancy Pelosi ripping the speech yeah, up. Yeah, because she the tore Democrats, that part of the speech up too. too. Right, the Democrats <laughs> wanted that taken down. I guess they're snowflakes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Am it I is. assuming? But you know. Um, I suddenly I got into a discussion about that, and he says, you know, what Nancy Pelosi did doesn't begin to equal the stuff Donald Trump does. And I, I can't disagree with that, but I said to him, oh, so now two wrongs do make a right? Oh, well, that's your favorite argument. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, if I were a Democrat, I would hope that my party would be held to a higher standard than President Trump has taken verbally with the uh, people who disagree with him and who um, 
maybe don't like the way he's being president. Well, and I think a lot of people are going to go into the ballot box and just vote their paycheck. You know, maybe they're they did they're among the many people who have received wage increases, or they're they're business owners. You know. Um, what eight? Not ADT. That's that's the. Uh, You're talking about the uh, security company, uh, ADP. AD, the payroll. No, the oh. payroll people came out with accurate jobless numbers, and they said uh, one of the positive statistics about the U.S. economy right now is the number of bankruptcy filings is down, and that's how you find out that even marginal businesses are able to you know to keep to eking out a, a living and keep on going, well, and, th- and that's a good indicator. And I think the Democrats make themselves look foolish when they say that President Trump had. Nothing to do with the, how this economy is booming. He did have something. Yeah, but he to claims do with total it. credit. It's well, been, I mean, the, the Dow's been going Obama, up for ten years, and, and President claimed, Trump says it's all him. Obama claimed credit for it. He said, "Don't forget where this all started." So started now, two me. wrongs take make a right. No, two lies make a <laughs> make, make a truth. Yeah, in Washington, they cancel each other. <laughs> but out. I mean, yeah, let's face it: every president takes credit for things he didn't really entirely affect. And that's not so mm. unusual. I mean, I can point you to Democrats who took bows in the stage. And are spent, states of the union always the place to issue that rhetoric? Well, now? that's usually where they come because okay. you're there to tell people that you've been a faithful steward of the United States and that because of you, the country is better off now than it was before. Right. Nobody says, well, unfortunately, I haven't been a good well, leader and one the country's plummeting. One president did that. Jimmy Carter came on and mm. accused the American people of having a great national malaise. You see how well that worked out for him. (laughs) (laughs) One of our good one-term presidents. Well, I mean, Jimmy Carter, I think, was one of the best ex-presidents we ever had, one of the worst presidents we ever had. Because he was so involved yeah. in the minutiae, I mean, he got so down in the weeds with the tails, he missed the big picture. Well, I think he fell in love with people, in, well, or, or he always loved people in campaigning and getting involved in intricate details and, and hearing people. That he, When he got to Washington, he just never stopped doing that. Well, he you never know the old the joke, picture. you don't have to be a nuclear scientist. He was. Remember, mm-hmm. he was on a nuclear-powered submarine. He was in charge of the reactor. Oh. So, I mean, he is a very bright man, a very intelligent man. And, well, let's face it, doing what he did, if he wasn't focused on details, there could have been a lot of trouble involved. So, I mean, what made him a great naval officer didn't necessarily make him a very good candidate to be president. What made him a great candidate. Right. And afterwards, I mean, look at all the work he's done for Habitat for Humanity. Like I said, I think he was one of our worst presidents, but one of our greatest ex-presidents. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That's the open line. If you'd like to talk about any things we have, we are alluding to President Trump and his bad behavior. But we've talked about minimum wage, scum. Oscars and health care. And one of our listeners sends us a text, which went to 70236. Uh, not these three, believe it or don't. Those are new <laughs> ones. Going to go down to All this right. one. It says, good morning. Every time the government raises Social Security, they raise something else that seniors pay for, so it only helps the government. Signed, Bob. And then another writer says, good morning. I say take the Medal of Honor from Rush Limbaugh and give it to Alexander Vindman. Well, there's an idea. Does he, does he, did he earn it? No. Okay. Who? Rush? Vindman. I'm not certain Rush Limbaugh. Oh, 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 we talked about this on Friday. Uh, Rush does qualify. And, in fact, uh, in, in several of the adjectives that are part of why you well, would give it He does a lot of charity work. Well, that's part of it. Well, plus, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this. I said it Friday. I'll say it again. And then... Don't attribute it to me. He saved the AM radio industry for small market stations. Yeah, he did. And um, 
That's that's we love him for that. Yeah, I was just going to say thank you. I was trying to think of a, a less uh, some of the comments we looked up. The, some of the racial comments he's made are less than right. And he, and he was a misogynist and a racist, and we, and we argued that out a little bit. But uh, a lot of our good listeners pointed out that context is critical there. And plus, you got to figure out who is his audience. He's pandering to his audience. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Uh, we have just added Rush to this long list of the open phones uh, vegetable soup that we're enjoying here today. So uh, join the fray, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Go ahead and read that email in the upper corner. All right. It says, good morning, guys, and sorry, guys, I don't agree with you that Obama or any president before him had an economy like this. Obama did not start it. Trump started it. Thank you. Thank you for reminding us to be kind. Okay. There was a kind statement to the president. Wouldn't, uh, I mean, let's suppose he had absolutely nothing to do with it. Didn't the economy recover after, what was it, 2008? Yeah, 2007, 2008, and then started to climb back. I remember his big stimulus bill, his billion dollar, trillion dollar stimulus bill. Which had been crafted by George W. Bush. No, I don't think, I thought it was Obama's. He took credit for it. Well, because it was implemented in his, uh, well, and he he can deserve full credit for it, or I mean, be blamed. To the extent that it credit. pulled us out at all, yes. Right. So, and the auto bailouts, I believe, were uh, President Obama's. But anyway, yeah, the economy's been recovering for 10 years. So, um, I mean, I'm, I don't love President Trump, and I, you know, I wish he would do something about the deficit and health care and, the, you know, finish the wall and all this other stuff. But you can't say that he's solely to blame for the economic recovery. It's just silly. Solely to blame for the recovery? We're blaming people well, he, for the recovery right, now? So he doesn't get full credit. <laughs> We're going to blame you for this recovery, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, Dan, you're on the mark. Please go right ahead. Hey, good morning. I'm just not tired of winning yet. This president <laughs> has been a winner since we put him in office. Even before he was inaugurated, he was bringing jobs back to our country for the poor blue-collar worker who was forgotten for many years by the union Democrats who said they loved the unions, but they didn't love the union of the blue-collar worker because their unions were disappearing. It's going to take a lot to bring back them blue-collar unions, but I believe under Trump, they'll come back fast again. So Trump's, I'm not tired of winning. I love a winner. That's why we have Trump in the White House. A lot of us that voted for Trump, we could see a winner, a successful businessman that did very well in the the capitalist system. And that's what we needed. And, And he's winning, he won Last week was one of his best weeks. The Democrats took a beat, a real beating from Trump, and he won in Iowa. They didn't win. Trump's winning out there, and he's going to New Hampshire tonight. He's going to have a rally. And school choice, as he, they talk about, he's winning on that. 
people don't want to send their kids to a government-run school. They want to, if they want to, well and fine. But if they want to go to a Christian school, a parochial school, or a charter school, they need the choices. Betsy DeVos made a speech down in Philadelphia, very good one. And Pence was down in Camp Hill on and the day after, after the State of the Union, and Pence had a large crowd. Guess who they were? Women for Trump. And the people on the left would have you believe that there won't be a woman voting for Trump. He had a beautiful crowd. I don't know how many, but the building was full, the women for Trump. So Trump's a winner, and no matter how much this negative people call in, how negative it is, it's the greatest time for America in a long time. Yeah, President We're, Trump says that. Is this the greatest economy we've ever had, Joe? No, it's not. Okay. How many other times have we been, I think, a post-war boom, like or either during World War II or afterward? But well, what World be, War II got us out of the recession, and afterwards we had a dramatic increase. After the Civil War, we had a similar, the Industrial Revolution. I mean, that's when America really started to roll. So is this the best economy we've ever had in modern times? Yeah, it's the best economy we've had in the 2000s. Okay. No argument and there even, since t- in the past 20 years. <laughs> right. But the blue-collar man hasn't gained since the 70s. He gained some in the 60s, but after the 70s, the blue-collar worker kept losing wages more and more because in the, in the 90s, then the jobs were... They passed the NAFTA, then the blue-collar lost more and his unions disappeared, and okay. he lost right. out on that deal. Okay, Dan, we got another call we got to take. All but right. listen, Good thanks for talking, calling. guys. Take care. I'm, a, I'm happy to win. I'm glad you are. <laughs> you don't get tired of winning. All right. Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. This is really off subject, but I'm well aware that WMLP was sold to a different uh, radio group, and I, I think it's going to – I'm not sure – in the near future, and I was just kind of wondering what happens on your your stations with talk radio. That's, that was my question. Uh, we don't, we cannot pick up the uh, Rush Limbaugh show. Uh, that that doesn't necessarily transfer to the new owner. I don't know what they're going to do. Probably music, but uh, we can't pick up the Rush show because we have to pick up Rush Hannity and that other fella in the morning who's on at ten o'clock. His name escapes me every time I try to think of it. I have a mental block on his name. Come on, he, he wrote history books. He's a historian. He has his own show. Is anyway, but anyway, we have to pick up all three of those shows, which we do, we don't want to do that. We'd love to have Rush on WKOK. Brian Kilmeade? No, come on. Oh, he does he writes history books. Anyway, <laughs> he's not a famous nationwide talk show host. Yes, he is. He's John Fox and Friends. Is he? Okay, <laughs> never mind. But anyway, so we'd have to pick up all three of those shows, so that would block out all of our programming. I think from nine to six, I think is when Hannity's done, which we can't do that. I mean, and there's not enough news holes there for us to fill. So like so many things, you can buy A, but you got to take B and C. Exactly. Yeah. Same so with we, Penn we State basketball so, years ago. So that's the explanation. We're not going to pick up Rush. We'd love to, but we can't. 
that uh, because we'd have to pick up all those other ones and get rid of everything we have, which we're not about to do. So uh, we don't. Uh, the long answer to your question is we not. It probably won't change WKOK too much. We're going to pick up some extra church programs in the morning, and uh, in the morning, yeah, Sunday morning, oh, Sunday morning. Okay, and then um, I can't think of any other change. We're not picking up any other shows that are on now. You know, WKOK is constantly evolving. We, we try to make it better. So if if there's something that was on MLP that we think would be better than CBS Sports Radio at night, uh, we could think about doing that. We did trade the Phillies. You heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we traded them to Eagle 107 in exchange for two Black Sabbath bumper music beds. So we'll have to ask Rob to work those out, <laughs> work out that trade <laughs> later. He's going to shake his is head. No, any second. Uh, there is, but I don't know what it is. It's it's it's, okay. it's pretty imminent, though. It's it's it'll be soon. The FCC. I was just to kind of curious because I I know that you're talking 24 hour a day, basically talk radio and WMLP. Obviously, right. has a lot of listeners, or that wouldn't wouldn't be on that, that that way the way it's formatted now. So I was just kind of curious what happens down the road here. All right, thank you so much. Stay yep. tuned. Yep, thanks for tuning in. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our open phones. That's one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Let me tell you about the Quick Lane, specifically on North Fourth Street in Sunbury. I've been there many times. I've been pumped up with nitrogen probably once a year. I get the tires topped off, and they only lose a tiny bit of the nitrogen. It's a bigger molecule. It leaks less. It also changes the tire size and pressure less during the temperature changes from spring to summer. And you can run your uh, tires as as you wish on the hottest highway in the dead of summer and the pressure won't get too high because nitrogen doesn't expand as much as uh, oxygen does which is blended in with the air you breathe so therefore uh, the nitrogen's better for your tires they last longer and you can get that at the quick lane you can get trip checks there you're going on a road trip you want to make sure that your belts and hoses and fluids are topped up plus your cars were operating well then go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury they got free Wi-Fi while you're there waiting or you should do as I do go look at your next truck while they're working on your existing truck, and uh, you'll you'll be happy you did, and they're super fast about it. You can make an appointment if you wish. Uh, you can do so online, too, at sunburymotors.com. Just click on the quick lane, and uh, uh, you're off. That'll get you fixed up down at the uh, quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Oh, do we have texts? We oh, have so many texts. behind in texts. All right, <laughs> well, let's take the break, and then we're going to be text readers when we return. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. we got a tweet fest underway. Oh, we do have a tweet fest. A text text fest. fest. Uh, One of our texters says, Dan, Trump is so successful he filed bankruptcy more times than you have fingers. 
Another text says, good morning. See why the Republicans didn't go against Trump? Everyone who testified about his abuse of power are getting fired or demoted. This is what a big baby Trump looks like. Actually, they didn't get, uh, only Sondland got fired, and he does serve at the pleasure of the president. Uh, the others got returned to the Pentagon for reassignment. And I understand I saw a story this morning in the Harrisburg uh, Patriot or Penn Live that Lieutenant Colonel Vindman has been assigned to go to the Army War College in Carlisle, which means he's on a fast track to move even higher up in rank, not to be thrown out of the service. So let's at least be honest well, about what what's happened to him. What did you think President Trump would do, you know, like if you had uh, turned me in for speeding on the old trail, do you think, you're not getting invited to my barbecue, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, the president has the absolute right to pick a team of people that he's comfortable with. If they testified against him... Yeah, a bunch of sycophant yes-men who will do anything he says. It's his right. He's not the first That's president true. to have surrounded himself by people who agree with him, and he won't be the last. Uh, you folks like to call Rush Limbaugh a racist. Do you realize his producer for 31 years is African-American? Do you really think if Limbaugh was a racist... Uh, that, that he would right that would be the case. It's all context, and as usual, the people that call him a racist have never listened to him. Only the hating left that has been trying to get him off the air for over 30 years. The hatred from the left for anyone that disagrees with them is astounding. Well, there are some serious uh, attributable quotes to Mr. Limbaugh that appear to be racist to me, and I'm more than willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, more so than you are, Mark. <laughs> but some of the comments we looked up, now some of them they admitted they couldn't find context for, they couldn't find proof that he actually said them. So maybe some of that's apocryphal. But what he did say, now there, again, there was no context, it didn't say when he said it or what what he said it in relation to, but on the surface, the quotes attributed to him, some of them are very troubling with respect to racism. Right. Well, and he is a racist, it's obvious, but it's part of his shtick. Half his audience loves that about him, that he says these things. You know, whether his audience, you know, is consists of racists or not, that I have no idea, and I would assume not, but th that appeals to them, this idea of uh, telling it like it is uh, from that, you know, white-only perspective. As for him having a producer who's black, I, I'm sure, I'm assuming he's surrounded by co-workers who are black. Just because you have black people in your employ does not make you a... Uh, no, but I agree that I, I would individual. think that if I were a black person working for a racist and I had an opportunity to get out, I'd get out. Okay. Wouldn't you? I, I don't know. What, what is it? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer, I guess, would be one way to look at it. Well, it maybe depends. it's a superlative job. And maybe Bo Snurdly, which I think is his name. Bo Snurdly? I think that, well, that's what he calls him. <laughs> I don't know if that's his real name. Maybe he doesn't agree with my observation, and maybe he, like others, think uh, he's not a racist. Well, I mean, you know, the old adage, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but names will never hurt me. You pay me enough money and call me whatever you want. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I guess so. Now we've established what I am. Boy, right. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. I knew you were. I thought I'd beat you I to it. I was just going there. All right. This this one starts at the top, or bottom, the bottom and goes right, to the goes top. top. Mark, how do you expect Trump to work with Pelosi? She showed her hatred and venom towards Trump over the last three years. Hard to work with people like that. When you have to worry about the knife, they'll stick figuratively in your back. Since, uh, since stick, they'll figuratively shove in your back. He's been trying for three years to work with Democrats at every turn and they have figuratively spit in his face. And then another writer says, quotes out of context for Limbaugh. Wow, that's real evidence. 
Oh, my gosh, there's so many of them. So you're saying of the 20 quotes, they're all just out of context, and he's a, he's a better no, I'm angel. Saying, I didn't just, say no, they were out you. of context. The, the, I said that they didn't. The, the, the article that we read didn't provide the context in which they were said. They may have quote. been accurate. They, uh, they may, they're accurate quotes. At the least, he inartfully phrased a number of things he could have said in a more polite way, and he could have been wearing a be kind button, too. (laughs) Why not? He should. (laughs) We all should. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, This show is going to be back tomorrow. Some of us do. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) All right. So we'll be back tomorrow, but we thank you for tuning in. Thank the Sunbury Motor Company for their sponsorship. This is News Radio 1070 WDK. Okay, Sunbury.